I want to talk just for a few minutes on this subject, hearing God's voice at Christmas, hearing God's voice at Christmas. You and I serve a God who speaks. We serve a God who is different than all other gods and that he is capable of speaking, but not only is he capable of speaking, but he it does indeed speak. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 135 verses 15 through 17 of the idols and he wrote this the idols of the nations are silver and gold the work of men's hands they have mouths but they do not speak eyes they have but they do not see they have ears but they do not hear is there any breath in their mouths the idols of the world that people have worshiped for centuries and for millennium now are idols that are fashioned by their hands, and they will take great care in crafting these idols of silver or gold or of wood, and they will put on them human features and of eyes and ears and mouths. But what the psalmist said is the gods of the heathens and the idols that they serve, they do not speak. But you and I have a God today who does speak. A God who doesn't just have a mouth that does nothing or eyes that do nothing or ears that do nothing, but we have a God who speaks. And what I would encourage you today in this Christmas season is to listen for God's voice. Genesis 1 starts, of course, the Bible. And the first six days that are recorded in Genesis 1, on all six of those days, God speaks. It doesn't just say God thought or, or God was there, but God was speaking. And as he spoke, creation came into existence. And the word says it this way, and God said. He is a God who speaks. And he started off human history speaking, and he has been speaking ever since. He spoke through the prophets in the Old Testament. He, he spoke through miracles, signs, and wonders. And so for some 3,600 years, God was speaking into His creation, and He was speaking to His people. And then, at the end of the book of Malachi, nothing. 400 years where God is not speaking, and it's not that He was not working, it's not that He was not involved in His creation, it's just that there was no word from God. And then, out of all that silence, that 400 years of, of no word and no Old Testament books, of no Old Testament prophets coming on the scene saying, thus says the word of the Lord, God then spoke in the nativity. And all of the surrounding of that, he begins to speak, not a booming voice. God, of course, could speak as loudly as he chooses, and he could speak where all throughout the world could hear him, but no booming voice, not even a still, small voice. Elijah, looking for God, and the Bible says he's hiding in a cave, and God sends a whirlwind, he sends an earthquake, and, and God is not in that, but God was in a still, small voice. But not even did God speak in a still, small voice at the nativity. But instead, he spoke through angels. Zechariah the husband of Elizabeth, 
is visited by an angel and God speaks to Zechariah through this angel and tells him about his son that's going to be born. John, who would be the forerunner of the Messiah, tells him to name him John. And when Zechariah balks at that, he is struck dumb for the next nine months. God speaks through angels to Mary. He, he tells Mary, as an angel comes, he speaks to her and says that this child that is going to be born of you is of the Holy Spirit, and he shall be called the Son of God. Call his name Jesus, and because he is Emmanuel, God with us. And angels spoke to the shepherds on that same night of the birth of Jesus Christ. He spoke, God spoke in dreams to Joseph. He spoke to Joseph about the birth of the Messiah. And maybe, maybe Joseph was hard-headed, I don't know, but God gives him a dream, and in the dream, an angel comes. He couldn't just send him an angel, he has to send him a dream with an angel in the dream. And, and Joseph then, being a just man, doesn't put away Mary, but he begin, continues to be a spouse to her and Later, he has a dream and God speaks to him about fleeing to Egypt because Herod is trying to kill the baby, to kill the Messiah. And God speaks through the heavens, specifically the stars that align and the stars that come that are announcing the birth of the King of the Jews. I mentioned this last year, but you have... You have Jupiter, which means king, and Venus, which means woman, and Leo, which means lion, and Virgo, which means virgin. And these, these uh, heavenly bodies align to, to say that there is a woman who is a virgin who is going to have a son who is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the king of kings. And the wise men who can read the stars, and they, they know the prophecies of the Old Testament, they come and they, they hear what God is saying through all of that. But that was some 2,000 years ago that God was speaking. But I would tell you is that God still speaks today. He didn't stop after the Old Testament, and, and He didn't stop at the birth of Jesus Christ, but He still speaks today. There have been many times in my life where, where I felt that God was speaking to me. Not in an audible voice. There was at least one time it was almost audible so much so that when God spoke to me out of the blue I turned to see who was behind me but I can't say it was an audible voice most of the time it's an impression that he gives and it's just like a thought that he drops into your head and you can recognize his voice as you get close to him and as you communicate with him and as you get to know him in this relationship that we have 2016 God spoke to me about coming to Kansas City and planting a church, leaving a good ministry job, making a lot more money than I make here, but to come and to plant a church. And I'm glad that he spoke to me and I'm glad that I listened because had I not done that, I wouldn't be standing here today and you wouldn't be sitting here today. But He is a God who speaks and who will lead us and guide us and direct our steps. A month after signing the lease on this building, when I, when I signed the lease on this building, I was like, man, yeah, this is cool. We got the money. Everything's good. 
then we got into the building, and then I started looking at the checkbook a little closer, going, I'm, I'm not really sure we got this. It was January of 2020. I was at a conference, and I've mentioned this at least once from the pulpit, I believe, but I was, I was at a conference in Louisiana, and in all of my at then 40, uh, just under 48 years, I don't know that I've ever had somebody come up to me in a service and tell me, the Lord told me to tell you. I've heard dozens, if not hundreds of people, tell those stories. And somebody came over and they gave me a word from the Lord. I'm sitting there on that Thursday, it's the third week of January, and I'm, I'm looking actually at the, the balance of the church checking account. I'm looking online that morning and... And, I, and I'm calculating when the rents due or the lease payments due and, and all the things that we have to take care of. And, and it wasn't that we were broke. It's just that we had less money than we had the month before because I paid a deposit and paid the first month's rent. And now I'm looking at this balance. And I'd done the budget, and I, I kind of knew that everything was going to be okay. But sometimes you're just like, I don't know about this. It's Thursday morning. Thursday night. We're sitting in a service and a couple of people actually got asked to come up to the pulpit and testify. There's 2,000 plus people there at this meeting and almost all preachers and their families. And, and they're telling what, that God had given them a word that morning and God had given them a word on Wednesday night. And, and I'm, I'm sitting there going, God, I need a word. Altar calls taking place and it was a little more... Uh, it, it was a little bigger altar call than what we have here. Is two thousand people are trying to get down to the front of this building, and I stayed in my seat and I'm standing there and I'm praying and I'm thinking, Lord, I just want a word from you. Guy comes up to me and he said, he said I don't usually do this. He said, but I was praying and he said, out of all the faces in this building, God brought your face to me and told me to go tell you some finances. And everything's going to be okay. So I tell him what I've been thinking about and where, and he said, man, I, he said, I never go and give anybody a word. I didn't know this guy, I'd never seen him before. Haven't seen him since. I looked him up on Facebook. <laughs> but in that moment when I needed a word from God, God sent a word. He is a God who speaks. He is a God who is concerned and cares about what you and I deal with and the problems that we face. And he's concerned about the direction of our lives. He is a God who speaks. Most recently, I could tell you of the weekend of October 17th when it was a Sunday when either that night before or that morning, I, that morning I really, it kind of was blurry as God floated this thing through my mind about doing a 40-day Daniel fast. I've told you before, I don't like to fast. I like to eat. And so, 
I ignored what he was saying. In fact, it was really, I wasn't even sure it was God. It just kind of floated through there. But I, here's what I would tell you. Anything that will get you closer to God, the devil's not going to tell you. And anything that will get you closer to God that involves you not eating, you're not going to tell you. If you don't like to eat, then maybe you can come up with all kinds of opportunities to fast. And so I kind of just put that on the back burner, came to church. We had service, and I'm, I'm out to eat after service, and I finished eating, and I got this headache that just was just unusual for me. And I looked down at the smartwatch, which sometimes is good, and Siri, I looked at it, and Siri's trying to talk to me on my watch here, and and I saw that my, my heart rate was in the upper 90s. And it stayed in the upper 90s, which is about 30 to 40 beats per minute faster than my normal resting heart rate. And for five or six hours, and I, and I went home, I left the restaurant, I went home, and I was like, I think God's probably telling me I need to go on a fast. That I ignored it, and I just didn't listen and tune in when he floated that through and I put it down as just some random thought that I had. But I decided that that must have been God, and so I started a 40-day Daniel fast that ended the Friday after Thanksgiving, which means I skipped the deep-fried Cajun turkey that we have every year, and the crawfish etouffee, and the crawfish jambalaya, and the sweets. But I will tell you that during that 40 days, I had wrote down eight things that I wanted to see God do. Seven of those, eight are all complete. The seventh one being what took place last week. When I had listed that I wanted to see multiple people filled with the Spirit. And last Sunday, five people receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Wanted to see multiple people baptized. And out of the blue, somebody emails me that I've never met, didn't know anything about, and says, will you baptize me in Jesus' name? They were here last week, not able to be here today, and then when I finally talked to them, he texted me later, hey, my brother wants to be baptized in Jesus' name. That was on my list. There are people sitting in this room that were on my list. Some who received the Holy Ghost last week that were on my list. And I almost missed it. Because when God was speaking... I was busy and I was distracted and I didn't really want to hear what he had to say. We serve a God who speaks, who is still speaking. We serve a God who wants to speak to you today. God speaks in various ways. He speaks by his spirit like he did about coming to Kansas City or this Daniel fast. He He speaks through His Word, that when His Word is preached, He speaks through His Word, and we can know what He wants us to do, and we can know what He doesn't want us to do, and it's a matter of us listening and tuning in and following Him. He speaks through His people, 
like the man who told me that the finances were going to be okay. He speaks through the preaching of His Word. He speaks when we read His Word. He speaks when we pray. He speaks when, he, when we come to church. And there have been many times when I've come to church and it wasn't what the preacher had to say and it wasn't that I got a word from somebody else. It's just that in that moment and in that environment of, of giving God praise and of doing the faithfulness of the kingdom and being there, that God would just speak. God would give direction and God would give comfort or He would give peace. He even speaks through dreams and visions. Acts 2, 17, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my Spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. He is a God who speaks, who is still speaking today. But the question is really not if God is speaking, but are we listening? You can hear something and not listen. I've told you before that whether it's in my house or other places, I can be distracted if somebody's not having a conversation with me my wife and daughter or son or whoever, they can be having a conversation and I hear what they're saying, but I'm not listening. And if I'm really not paying much attention, when they, if they don't call my name, they can start talking to me and I'm still not listening. I hear that there are words, but I don't understand that it's directed at me. So listening is different than hearing. It's not that that we sometimes we hear God, but we're just not listening and we're just not tuned in to what He's saying and what He's doing. And sometimes we are listening, and then the question is, are we obeying? We see this all throughout Scripture of people shutting out the voice of God because they didn't want to hear what He had to say. Sing a song at Christmas time, but it's, it's not really about what I'm talking about, but it's, do you hear what I hear? I would tell you, are you hearing God speak to you today? Are you hearing God speak to you in this Christmas season? I'm going to wrap it up. I told you I would be quick today, and I didn't start my timer, but I think I'm probably close to 20 minutes. But if we're not careful, there will come a time if we don't listen to His voice where God will stop speaking. That if we tune Him out enough, then He will stop speaking when we refuse to hear and we refuse to listen. His disciples came to Jesus in Matthew 13 and they said, Lord, why do you speak to them in parables? That when Jesus had his 12 by themselves, I mean, he's just hitting them with the truth and just telling them this stuff. And, and, and when he gets out in public, he's speaking in parables. And they said, Lord, why are you speaking to them in parables? And he says, I'm speaking to them in parables because I want you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. 
They don't really want to know. They're here for the loaves and the fish. They're here for the miracles and the signs, but they don't really want to follow me. So I'm telling you all the other stuff, and I'm caging all the rest of it in parables so that they do not understand. But Lord, they're sitting there. they've They've shown up. Yeah, but they don't really want to hear. And I would tell you, I don't want to get to the place where I tune out his voice and he no longer speaks because I refuse to hear. What I would tell you in the middle of all that's going on, in the middle of this, the hustle and bustle of the Christmas season, that you and I must prepare ourselves to hear God's voice. As they come to the music, how do we prepare ourselves to hear His voice? I would tell you that we need to spend time in prayer talking to God and giving God the space and the room speak back to us. That prayer is not a monologue. Prayer is not what they do on a late night TV show when they come out there and they just talk for 10 minutes and just spew a bunch of stuff out to an audience. That's not what prayer is, but prayer is a conversation. It is a dialogue where we talk to him and we listen for him to talk back and to speak back to us. We spend time in His Word, reading His Word and allowing it to speak into our lives, allowing it to direct and guide our lives. And as much as I don't like it, you want to hear His voice, spend time in fasting. Job would say this in the middle of his torment, in the middle of his tribulation that he went through in the book that bears his name. He said this, I esteem the word of his mouth more than my necessary food. And when you get to the place where your relationship with Jesus means more than anything, then you'll push away the plate and you'll change your eating habits so that you can hear from God. Spend time coming and engaging in corporate worship like we're doing today. Spend time eliminating distractions out of our lives. Tuning out the news and tuning out social media, and regardless of how good the Chiefs may be doing, and sometimes tuning out the sports. Getting rid of anything that would distract us from hearing His voice. What I would tell you today is this, is that God is always speaking. The problem is that we're not always listening. Father, I pray today that the power of your Spirit, Lord, would touch everyone who is in this room today. Lord, that you would speak to them. 
that you would lead, that you would guide, you would direct. As the psalmist said, Lord, that you would order our steps. Lord, I pray that we would hear your voice, that our relationship with you would be such that we would hear you when you speak to us. Lord, it may not always be what we want to hear, but it's always what we need to hear. Let the power of your Spirit reach down and touch every person in this room today. Father, we love you. We love your Word. We love your Spirit. We love your presence. We love your people. Lord, I pray that you make us sensitive to your voice today. Would you stand together? And if it's your desire to hear God and to follow Him more closely, would you just lift your hands and talk to the Lord right now? Jesus, we love you. We magnify your name today. God, there's nobody like you, Jesus.